Welcome to the Faith Connections Podcast, a partnership between the Foundry Publishing, Nazarene Discipleship International, and Holiness Today. Welcome to our study this week of Exodus chapter 40, verses 1 through 16, and then verses 34 to 38. My name is Scott Rainey. I serve with the Church of the Nazarene in the area of Nazarene Discipleship International, or NDI. This adult Sunday school video lesson is provided in collaboration between the Foundry Publishing and NDI. The Sunday school lesson is, is intended to support the local church's efforts to make disciples who make disciples. Please feel free to use this video in any way that helps your church or its families. For the last six weeks, we've been on a journey through Exodus with the people of God. Through the first 24 chapters of Exodus, we've learned of God's deliverance and salvation for Israel from Egyptian bondage, and we've read of the law system that was instituted to enable the people of God to live in intimate covenant relationship with their God. These two pieces of Jewish history, salvation from Egypt and the law, make up arguably the most significant elements of Jewish religious tradition. What if Exodus ended with chapter 24? What would have been missed? The chapters that follow, that is chapters 25 to 40, demonstrate God's desire not only for his people to live in obedience to him, but in close and constant fellowship with him. In Exodus chapter 25, verse 8, God tells Moses, have the Israelites make a sanctuary for me and I will dwell among them. A few verses later, in Exodus chapter 25, verse 22, God promises there above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the Ark of the Covenant law, I will meet with you. God desires to dwell with his people and to meet with them. These remaining chapters of Exodus present God as a host who welcomes his people into his space. The concept of sacred space is important in the Old Testament. Space becomes sacred because God's divine presence has been revealed in that place. We encountered sacred space in Exodus chapter 3. There, God, from the burning bush, revealed himself to Moses. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 5, God called, told Moses, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. It is sacred space. In Exodus chapter 19, we discovered sacred space on Mount Sinai. Through thunder, lightning, clouds, and smoke, God's presence descended on Mount Sinai in a powerful and unforgettable way. Even during Israel's exile later in the Old Testament, God still made his presence known to Israel. In Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 16, God said, Although I sent them far away among the nations and scattered them among the countries, yet for a little while I have been a sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone. As you can see from these examples, none of which are in the temple or a synagogue, 
God's presence is what creates sacred space. At the same time, tabernacles and temples in the ancient world functioned as sacred space in order to mediate divine presence with humanity. In fact, in the ancient worldview, tabernacles and temples were understood as the actual dwelling place of the deity. They were houses for the gods. Worship at these temples involved a variety of religious activities and was intertwined with all aspects of life. Life was sustained, the ancients believed, through proper attention to religious life at the temple. The structure of the temple included different zones representing increasing degrees of sacredness. The inner room was the most holy and sacred space. Sacred space was delineated with very specific boundaries. Depending on the role of the priest, the higher the position, the greater the access to more sacred spaces. As we consider the Israelites on the move in the desert between Egypt and the promised land, God's desire to be visibly present with the people is evident from the function of the portable tabernacle. Our passage for this week includes the instruction for and the construction of this very tabernacle in Exodus chapter 40, verses 1 through 16, and then verses 34 to 38. Then the Lord said to Moses, set up the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, on the first day of the first month. Place the Ark of the Covenant Law in it and shield the Ark with a curtain. Bring in the table and set out what belongs on it. Then bring in the lampstand and set up the lamps. Place the gold altar of incense in front of the Ark of the Covenant Law and put the curtain at the entrance to the tabernacle. Place the altar of burnt offering in front of the entrance to the tabernacle, the tent of meeting. Place the basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. Set up the courtyard around it and put the curtain at the entrance to, to the courtyard. Take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and everything in it. Consecrate it and all its furnishings and it will be holy. Then anoint the altar of burnt offering and all its utensils. Consecrate the altar and it will be most holy. Anoint the basin and its stand and consecrate them. Bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Then dress Aaron in the sacred garments, anoint him and consecrate him so that he may serve me as priest. Bring his sons and dress them in tunics, anoint them just as you anointed their father so they may serve me as priests. Their anointing will be to a priesthood that will continue throughout their generations. Moses did everything just as the Lord commanded him. Then skipping to verse 34. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could not enter the tent of meeting because the cloud had settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all the travels of the Israelites, 
Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tabernacle, they would set out. But if the cloud did not lift, they did not set out until the day it lifted. So the cloud of the Lord was over the tabernacle by day and fire was in the cloud by night in the sight of all the Israelites during all of their travels. You might remember that the book of Exodus opened in chapter one with a construction project ordered by Pharaoh and the Egyptians. For the Israelites, this original construction project brought pain, anguish, and of course, slavery. In the last chapter of Exodus, chapter 40, we have another construction project, the construction of the tabernacle that God ordered Moses to build. This construction project would bring joy and satisfaction to the Israelites and will represent the dwelling place of Yahweh with his people, Israel. In Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, we learn that the nation of Israel was released from Egyptian bondage in the first month of the Jewish year, that is the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan in early spring continues to be the month of the Jewish celebration of Passover to this day on the 15th day of the first month. In the same month, the month of Nisan, on the first day of the first month, Exodus chapter 40 verse two reveals that Israel is called to construct the tabernacle. In doing so, Israel became known as a kingdom of priests. Readers like us today may feel a little confused by the number, complexity, and minutiae of the details that talk about the construction and the decoration of the tabernacle. It was important that the tabernacle be constructed of the best materials, gold, wood, and cloth, gems, incense, and with a beauty that would appeal to visual and olfactory senses. In fact, we should take notice of how many of the senses are involved in worship. The smells, sights, sounds, the sense of touch create a symbolic experience involving the whole person and the whole community. Every piece of the structure and furnishings of the tabernacle is a symbol pointing to the nature and character of God. Every item is intended to prepare the community to be in his presence. And each element reminds us that stepping into the Lord's presence is not done lightly. You see, the tabernacle was set apart to be a holy place. And those who entered the tabernacle were specifically commanded to be made holy with rites and consecration. The concept behind holy is that God is separate from persons, being essentially different. And to bring the children of Israel into contact with God requires the cleansing of sin. Interestingly, Aaron was the first high priest. As high priest, he wore a unique headdress. On his turban was a gold diadem engraved with the words, holy to the Lord, according to Exodus chapter 39, verse 30. As God's representative, Aaron literally and symbolically 
carried the name of the Lord before the people. As Aaron blessed the people, he spoke the name of the Lord upon the community. I'm reminded of the song we often hear in the church today, written by Here Be Lions, called I Speak Jesus. Here's the words of the song. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind, because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break, declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression. I speak Jesus because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. You see, there is power in speaking the name of the Lord over his community. God's presence is truly with us. I want to talk for a moment now about the actual construction of the tent of meeting. The construction of the tabernacle offered a resolution to the problem that appeared in the Garden of Eden after Adam and Eve had disobeyed God. Recall the Garden of Eden before the fall, God's original plan. Eden was a sacred space where God was present with humanity from the beginning. We see elements of sacred space within the first two chapters of Genesis. There's light, an eastern entrance to the garden, and even cherubim. Eden was more than a garden with interesting vegetation. It was a space invoking temple imagery. Eden was sacred space. The sin of Adam and Eve had changed the dynamics of this space. The tabernacle of Genesis chapter 40 became the shared place in which the holy God and his chosen people could meet and be in communion once again. The tabernacle also made the Sinai experience accessible to the entire community. Just as the people remained at the foot of the mountain when Moses met with God at the top, the people had to remain in the courtyard of the tabernacle. They were not allowed to go further. Only Moses and Aaron and his sons had the privilege to enter into the holy place, and only the high priest, Aaron, was allowed into the Holy of Holies, and that only once a year. The verses of Exodus chapter 40, verses 1 through 16, focus both on the placement of the items within the tabernacle, verses 1 through 8, and the importance of anointing the articles and the servants for their special use, verses 9 through 16. From Exodus chapter 40, verses 19 to 32, the phrase, as the Lord commanded him, is repeated seven times. Moses constructed the tabernacle as the Lord commanded him. The repetition of the same phrase seven times is not accidental. The number seven in Hebrew thought was considered a symbol of completeness. God's people demonstrated absolute obedience to God's word, which brought about God's glory 
in its completeness. The final verses of Exodus chapter 40 bring a perfect conclusion to the construction of the tent of meeting. These verses are truly the pinnacle of the Exodus narrative. The glory of the Lord came down and filled the, the tabernacle. The people of Israel would see God's glory in their midst, wherever they might go and wherever they might settle down. They would be able to relive the Sinai experience over and over again every time they looked at the tabernacle and saw God's glory on it. Notice how Exodus chapter 40, verses 38 through 30, 34 to 38, use the same words to describe the Lord's glory on the tabernacle as the words used to describe his glory on Mount Sinai. God's glory comes down in a cloud. The cloud covers both the mountain and the tent of meeting. One difference is that Moses was invited into the cloud on the top, on the top of Mount Sinai. In Exodus chapter 40, verse 35, we're told that Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the glory of the Lord filled the temple. In Leviticus chapter one, verse one, we are told the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, implying that Moses had to stand outside the tabernacle courtyard to speak with God. Moses' encounter with God began on the mountain in Exodus chapter three. The book of Exodus ends with another encounter between God and Moses, this time near the newly constructed tabernacle of the Lord. In both encounters, Moses wished to draw closer to see what was going on. Yet in both instances, he was not allowed to do so. As he approached the burning bush, God said, do not come any closer. And in the case of the tabernacle, Moses was not able to enter because of the glory of God. These two examples help us understand how special and unusual was Moses' time on top of Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 24. At the same time, we begin to understand the amazing privilege that we all have today in approaching God through his son, Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us according to Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Jesus revealed in John chapter 14, verse 26, that the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. The apostle Paul asked us, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. You and I are daily in need of God's presence. He wants to be present in our lives to give us guidance and protection. Just as the tabernacle was the center of the community, God wants our lives to center on him. The promise of his presence continues until those who trust and follow Jesus enter the new heaven and the new earth. Just as Genesis 1 began with God creating a sacred space to dwell with humanity, Revelation chapter 21 ends with God doing the same thing, 
Revelation chapter 21, verse 3 says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Have you welcomed God into your tabernacle? Have you allowed him to sanctify you so that you can, so that he can be made at home within you? We must be comfortable with his presence today if we want to experience his presence for eternity. Thank you for listening to the Faith Connections podcast. If you wish to order Faith Connection materials for your local church, please visit thefoundrypublishing.com. If you've enjoyed this production and wish to hear more, visit holinesstoday.org slash podcast or find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts.